Do you struggle to find answers to your pelvic health problems? Do you feel silenced in your quest to just feel better? Women, girls, sisters, if you have experienced infertility, PCOS, incontinence, painful periods, sexual trauma, and so much more associated with the pelvis, then Women's Pelvis Wellness is a place for you. Me and experts from around the world are joining here to get you the answers to the holistic health that you have been seeking. Please join us in being a pelvis wellness warrior. Hi there, everyone. Today, I wanted to do something a little bit different and introduce myself to all of you listeners. So I don't have a guest today. It's just me sharing my own story, my own path of how I came to do this work that I am doing now. So I, right out of high school, I went to college to become a high school English teacher because of the amazing um, literature teachers that I had through middle and high school. And that's really what I wanted to do. Well, then when I got out, you know, the teaching market was just flooded and I couldn't get a job. And I had already been a CNA since I was 17 years old. So I thought, well, you know, I'm going to do my backup plan and go to school for nursing. So I did. I decided to go to school for nursing. In the meantime, um, I had a baby, got married, had another baby. So I finished my LPN, um, the licensed practical nurse program. And then, um, it was, it was, the nursing program is really, really difficult as it should be. And having two children and working and going to school was just very difficult. So I never went any further than that as far as the nursing goes. So I am an LPN and I worked as an LPN for eight years, um, before really shifting for my own personal health. I was seeing a therapist and she had suggested you know, I'd been seeing her for probably a year and a half, two years. And it was the ups and downs of, you know, unhappy marriage, the craziness of, you know, motherhood with all these young babies, because by that time I had my third. So now my children are 14, 13, and 10. So when they're very small and you're going to nursing school and you're, have, you're in a very unhappy marriage, it just is like the perfect storm. So I went to counseling. She was amazing. We did EMDR, um, which I don't even actually remember what all of that stands for, but it's something with your eye movement. And that really helped me tremendously. Um, but then there was, you know, more backslides, just again, with the ebb and flow of life. And she wanted me to try medication. And for whatever reason, I just really had it in my head that if I went off, what if I went on medication, I would never be able to come off. So I didn't want to do that. And she suggested maybe I try energy healing. At the time, um, I was trying very hard to be a really good, faithful, active Catholic. Uh, that's what I was raised in, the faith I was raised in. And um, so I was doing that, but it just, you know, it didn't feel right for me. And she suggested um, that I try some energy healing, try Reiki. And that, from my 
perspective, my knowledge base uh, was kind of against um, not just only the Catholic Church, and it's not against it whatsoever at all. It's just my perception at the time. So anyways, I was a little bit leery, but I thought I'm going to try it because I don't want to go on meds and I want to feel better. I want to get better. I want to be able to be a more present mom. And I went and I was blown away. I felt so amazing afterwards. So I immediately signed up to take Reiki level one and Reiki level two, which I did. And it really helped me. It helped me pull myself out of that depression and that anxiety. And now I can help other people pull themselves out of depression and anxiety, which is amazing. But through this process, you know, my inner, uh, my internal compass, my ethics, my morals kind of started shifting. And I just couldn't continue to give um, all of these residents that I worked with all this medication that I knew was interacting with each other. I knew they probably didn't need a lot of it. And I also knew that their bodies were not synthesizing it properly because they're old and dehydrated. And quite frankly, um, that is, that's a lot of the case, you know, when it comes to the elderly, because, well, that's a whole nother, that's another episode. But anyway, that's another thing I'm very passionate about. So I realized um, that I could do Reiki on them. So I started doing Reiki on the residents in the nursing home that I worked at. And I worked the night shift, so it was easy to do because I didn't have, you know, it wasn't as busy, obviously, as day shift. And I saw results, massive results, after just a quick, you know, 10, 15 minutes. It seemed to help these people much faster than the anti-anxieties and the pain meds that I was having to give them. And um, all of these people that I did Reiki on were on hospice. So they were in the process, you know, of actively dying. And um, what a beautiful thing to be able to calm someone. Um, so that their last, you know, days, hours, minutes can be peaceful and not full of pain. So that's where it started for me. And then I um, decided that I didn't want to do that anymore. I decided that I was probably not going to stay in my marriage. And I wanted to do something that was going to be flexible, like owning my own business. But what do I do? So I decided actually to go to massage school. The way I decided to do to go to massage school was I was playing with um, the Archangel Raphael Oracle deck. And um, as I was shuffling, I shuffled like two or three times and a card fell out and it landed. And I looked down and it said massage. And I said, well, I'm going to massage school. And there happened to be one right down the road from my house that I had to drive past about two, three times a day to get the kids to and from school. And I went to massage and I never looked back. I opened my own space about a week and a half after I graduated. And that was six years ago now, over six years ago, about two and a half years ago, I took some visceral manipulation training um, with a doctor in Illinois. And that really shifted my focus to pelvic health and women's health specifically. And it really opened my eyes to all of the things that we are quiet about, all the things that we suffer from, that we do not have to suffer from, and how women are 
I say how women are not treated because women aren't treated in the medical system. We're not believed, we're silenced. Um, you know, on average, it takes a woman seven to 10 years to get diagnosed with endometriosis. Some women that I know have suffered with endometriosis for 35 years without ever having a diagnosis. And I think that that is horrific and it should not happen here. Um, so that really led me down the path to being an advocate for women, for women's health, to educate myself and other women about their bodies, about what's good for us, about what's not good for us, and about um, basically just talking, just speaking up. Like we have to talk about this because nothing's ever going to change if we remain quiet about it. And so as I go through this process, it's helping me so much just learn about me, but also I have a 13 year old daughter to learn about her. I have two boys, you know, to help them learn about themselves and about women. And my daughter will learn about men, you know, and just, you know, the changes in our bodies and how it's viewed, you know, I mean, we should never be ashamed of our bodies. We should never be grossed out or embarrassed by things that come out of our bodies or that happens to our bodies. So my journey, I went from being basically silenced and oppressed in many ways. And I think just as women in general, we are um, still, but that led me to this path of really being incredibly vocal. And, um, you know, I've committed to, I've made a commitment to myself, but I've made a commitment to all women to really be their voice until they are strong enough and healed enough to be their own voice. And then the ripple effect, you know, will continue to go out. Um, there are several, you know, like specific instances of, you know, I had three C-sections. So I understand um, the lack of follow-up care with that. Um, in this country, we have a massive lack of follow-up care with any delivery, regardless of how the baby gets here. Um, and that needs to change very, very much. I think women need to take back pregnancy and birth and stop handing it over to men. Um, regardless of how amazing your OB is, there are things they just will never understand if they're a man. And, um, you know, we have to educate and be more open to these original ways of taking care of ourselves. It's not alternative health care. It's the original health care, um, especially when it comes to a lot of female issues. There is absolutely a time and a place for medicine and for surgeries and for hospitals and doctors. Absolutely, 100%. But there's a lot that's missed because they're human and because they have to follow protocols and because they are hampered, their hands are tied by insurance, which is why I will not work with insurance because I've definitely had several people ask me about that. But that was kind of a long roundabout way to say, you know, I know what pregnancy is like. I know what c-sections are like and I understand that those things are massively different for everyone and the big the biggest thing is we just have to be quiet and listen you know you need to be heard and we are so often not heard um, at all I also had a miscarriage um, in a previous relationship before I was married 
So I understand, you know, how that feels physically, mentally, emotionally. And even though it happened, you know, 17, 18 years ago, I still know my due date. I still know the date that I lost it, like all of those things. Um, and it's just something that, you know, it certainly doesn't sting at all like it used to. But I'm certainly curious, you know, what he would have looked like, what he would be doing right now. Um, so I understand that aspect of it. I've also been raped. I've also been molested. And so I understand how, what that can do to a person. And, you know, we can always say, I certainly did not have it nearly as bad as a lot of other people did. Okay. But when we compare, we, you know, compare and despair. If it's bad for you, it's bad. It doesn't mean that it's irrelevant because someone else had it worse um, because it's all about perception. And it's also about the path that we chose to lead, you know, in the contracts that we made before we got to this life. And, but I'm telling you all this to let you know that I do understand, you know, a lot of things. And I also understand there's a lot that I don't know. So I want to collaborate. I want to hear stories. I want you know, other people's ideas of healing. And as I'm going about this podcast and I'm interviewing women, I'm learning so much more and I'm recognizing what my triggers are and it's helping me heal through the process. And when women heal, you heal everyone in your home because we're putting out a different vibrational frequency when we're healed versus when we're not. So it's a really incredible gift um, that not only are you giving to yourself, but you're giving to your immediate family and really your community. And when enough women do this, then it's going to cause a ripple effect and it will eventually heal the world. I firmly believe that um, it might be a faraway pie in the sky kind of dream, but it's my reality because I believe that to be true. And also, from an energy perspective, I turned 40 this year in April, and that really shifted. And a lot of my friends told me, you know, when you hit 40, everything changes. And I don't know that I necessarily believe them, but I certainly wasn't afraid or bummed out or anxious or anything. I love birthdays. I love my gray hair. I don't care about wrinkles. So aging is absolutely not a worry of mine whatsoever. Um, so I was curious to see if the shift would happen or if I'd be cognizant of it. And it did happen. And I was very aware of it. And for me, the way the shift happened was that I felt like my throat chakra completely opened up. And I just started speaking a lot more. Um, I never even listened to a podcast before I had my own. And it was sort of a whim. Um, I was introduced to this amazing, you know, um, podcasting program in the podcast profit lab. And I Cami, um, a woman that I know from a networking group that I'm in Cami, she introduced me to it and it's been amazing. It's been life changing. And I just feel like, again, as I stated before, I want to be a voice for women until they are strong enough and confident enough to be a voice for themselves. And so 
that's what this podcast is about. It's about educating you about your body. Sure, absolutely. But, you know, let's get some policy changes. You know, I mean, why not shoot big? Why not, um, you know, change the medical system so that women are heard and so that, you know, doctors are freed up to, you know, not have their hands tied by certain things. Um, And there are a lot of other medical professionals out there that can help you tremendously, but they don't have an MD behind their name. You know, they may be a Reiki healer. They may be an acupuncturist. They may be a shaman or integrative nutritionist. There's so much out there that not one person, not two people, not five people can do it all, can know it all. So I really encourage you, whatever ailment you have, or maybe you don't have any issues and you want to help other people around you, just do some research and and learn about all the different things that are out there because you never know what you're going to connect with. And if you are um, a medical professional, you never know what your clients are going to connect with. I actually had a therapy appointment this morning. Um, I decided to go back to therapy about a month and a half ago. Um, My mom had a major health crisis and I just really needed some extra support, I felt, mentally and emotionally. So I went back to therapy and I had my second session this morning and it was really great because I do emotion code and without getting into a lot of the specifics of it, um, they can tell you the emotions that you're harboring in your body, whether they're yours, whether they're inherited, from which side of your family they're inherited, or if it's from a past life. And I will be um, sharing, um, there's a future uh, podcast that's going to be coming out specifically about emotion code. But my therapist had never heard of emotion code. So I explained to her what it is and I'm going to send her information because you never know. Maybe it'll help somebody. Maybe she would be interested in it. Who knows? But one thing that I've learned is that we all have a lot to learn. So just don't stop seeking answers until you're heard and don't stop speaking your mind until you're heard. If you have to try 10 doctors or other medical professionals, do that because someone somewhere out there will have an answer that's going to help you, but not if you give up, not if you just resign yourself to the suffering that you're in. And again, that's, I'm just trying to encourage people to really, you know, give a voice to your issues be your own advocate, educate yourself, and just don't stop until you find a solution because there's no reason that anybody has to be suffering on this earth. There's so much knowledge and there's so many resources out there. So I just strongly encourage you to keep looking for answers, keep seeking, and certainly reach out to me if, you know, if there's a question that you have, I could possibly answer. And if I don't know the answer, I'll find someone who does. I'm a pretty great connector that way. So I hope that this kind of gives you a little bit more insight into who I am and how I got here and my mission. And again, I'm, you know, I'm an open book. I have no problem talking about pretty much any aspect of myself. So if there's anything else that you want to know specifically, certainly feel free to reach out to me. Um, You can find me at amy at reproductivesolutionswi.com. You can also go to www.soulhealingbodyworkwellnesscenter.com. 
And um, you can also find my group, Women's Pelvis Wellness, on Facebook. So I thank you for listening to me today. And um, you have my commitment that I will not shut up until I can no longer speak. So thank you for being with me today. Thank you for sharing or for listening to my story. And I can't wait to hear yours. Thank you for joining me today on Women's Pelvis Wellness, where you can be heard. Because remember, if you're not being heard, you're not being helped. Please join my Facebook group by the same name, Women's Pelvis Wellness, and join a community of women who are there for you to support you, guide you, and love you through your pelvic health struggles. Also, this is a great place to check out my new class schedule. Thank you for joining me in becoming a pelvis wellness warrior.